in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost, and we are excited to be here for another week of Topic Thunder. It is a show that is patron-driven. They send in the questions, whatever in the world they are, to a yeah. specific email address that only they can find because they support us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Almost ran out of breath there. And yeah, uh, yeah so whatever whatever you guys want to talk about or have us talk about, that's what we do. And I don't yeah. know who starts this time. Do you? I think you start this time. I think I started last time. So okay. let's, let's, let's have fun. Um, jumping right in. This first one is from Fred Tastic. Nice. Says, hey, John and Matt, I have a simple question. What are the most memorable movie moments? Ooh. Moments that still linger in your brain to this day for whatever reason. One of mine is from the Warriors. Uh, Warriors, come out and play. <laughs> have a great day and I'll keep listening. Fred Castillo. Thank you, Fred. Wow. That's a, that's a very big question, actually. It is. It's huge. You know, there what? are so many moments. Yeah. What about uh, while you're in the movie theater? That narrows it down a little. Oh, okay. Uh, certainly when Captain America got the uh, hammer from Thor. Uh, okay. And then certainly Captain America, when he said Avengers Assemble in the same movie. Um, For sure. Uh, I would say uh, what, oh, Rocky Four when Stallone beat Drago. I remember people losing their minds in the theater. Um, Hoosiers, uh, Jimmy Chitwood hitting that last shot. Um, sure. uh, Field of Dreams, uh, you know, you want to catch. Remember the not a dry eye in the house. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it, we don't talk about enough the untouchables. I, I remember that okay. whole sequence in the train station with the baby and all the just the way De Palma shoots that thing. Mm-hmm. Incredible uh, to watch him do that. So uh, I think that's one of those. I think those are some moments that stick out for me. What about you? You know what kills me about Untouchables watching it now is the music at times is so 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like this digital harpsichord. and like Yeah. It's such a good movie. And then it's just like, oh, this fucking soundtrack at times. Because other times it's, it, you know, it's pitch perfect. Who does that soundtrack? I think it's a, I think it might be Zimmer. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, the raid, seeing that in the theater. Oh yeah! And when the dude gets his head bashed into the, the I think it's the wall or the door jam, yeah. but it gets bashed in like six straight times as he's falling, and it looked realistic and hyperbolic. And my only reaction was to start laughing because my brain couldn't process <laughs> the amount of action, and I wasn't alone. There was a couple other. You could hear other people laughing, like "Oh my god," because <laughs> I couldn't that and like uh, the Rambo one with the missionaries. Oh yeah. When he's just firing through and a dude's like a numerous dudes, their legs just get blown yeah. out at the knee. And seeing that made me just the gratuitous nature of the violence. They're getting sliced up like crazy. Yeah. 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 I remember at the end of There Will Be Blood, it just cuts to black. Oh, yeah. And the, my first thought was, that was awesome. <laughs> and there was an old couple in front of me. It was like a group, two old couples. And yeah. one of the ladies turned to the, the, the guy next to her. And by old, I mean, they were probably in their 70s. Yeah. Uh Old as fuck, you seventy year old. 
but she turns to who I'm assuming her husband is like, is that it? And in my head, I was like, you're goddamn right. That is it. That was, that was awesome. Uh, it's a two and a half hour movie. What do you want? Yeah. Exactly. It's how much more what, do you want? what ending did you expect for a pure narcissistic ego driven alcoholic? True. Very good point. It's Very not going to end happy. It's not. Yeah. yeah. No alcoholics. You know, life story ends well. Mm. Yeah. Even even the, the like the Frank Sinatra's of the world. I'm sure he had a boatload of regrets. Yeah. At the very true. end. I've had a few. Um, uh, when Harry met Sally, that ending when he's like, you know, uh, when you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as mm-hmm. possible. I remember that moment in the theater. That was a people like froze in that moment, man. Um, um, yeah. A lot of these these in theater references are too old for me. I saw them on VHS. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Youngin, youngin. All right. (laughs) Fucking 70 year old (laughs) Titanic. What about Uh, Titanic? Anything about the ship? I didn't see it. Okay. 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 I saw it years Mm -hmm. later and I understand, but it's just not, I mean, something for Matt knows the opening of saving private Ryan, dude, that, yeah. Right. I mean that you just are like frozen. Yeah, but the first time you watch that opening, it is so graphic and real, uh, and overwhelmingly real uh, that you feel like you're there. And you know, those that lived it, it was like it. Ca- it captures the essence. Yeah, and you're like, it, that means the reality was so much more chaotic and horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> it's really hard to think about, dude. Those APCs or whatever they are that drop the troops on yeah. the beach, the one that gets rifled through, that's the one that kills me every time. He's like, yeah, oh. Death hits you before you could even yeah. see it. Like you psych yourself up and you're ready to go. And all of a sudden there's oh. a bullet in your heart and you're done. Like what happened? How many of those boats do you think smelled like shit? Literal shit. Oh my God. I don't know. I haven't even thought of it like that. How, why, where, how does that thought even come to your well, mind? It just did right now. I've never had the thought before, but I mean, well, think about it. It, it just the nerves of some of those guys, eventually the, the moment has to be so overwhelming. Oh, I'm not denigrating the individual. I see, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying like the fear and just like that their oh, brain can't function. Right. And they accidentally shit themselves. Oh, so, so you're talking them. about on the APC. Cause you said how many yeah. of those bullets shit. smell like shit on those beach, on that beach in general. Oh, on the beach. Right, right, right. That, it, yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. boats, you know, specifically how many of those boats you think on the way over smelled like shit. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause I mean, these guys weren't showering every day yeah. or some shit. So the, vomit yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure vomit. Yeah, I mean people don't tell, people don't want to show that, but that's like the truth, you know. Oh, uh, um, a friend of mine, he's a comic, and he's got a great story. He tells it on stage every once again, where he was in Iraq, and they were crossing uh, this this road. And I'm yeah. not going to do the. I'm just going to do the nuts and bolts. I'm not going to do the jokes or anything. Right, right. But he was running across the street, and they were taking fire, and he dropped his iPod, and he went back for it. Oh my god! And it's a fucking hell of a story. And he peppers it in because there's this guy that he was part of this platoon that had this very distinct Southern draw. It was like this elongated, like, hey, man. And he yelled out over it. And it's just like the way he sets it up and everything. It's fucking it's a very funny story. But Jesus Christ, it's an iPod. Like so early in iPod technology. So I can understand why you were like, gee, I need this. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, is it worth your life? I'm not going to make it if I don't have my music. Yeah, I'm not gonna make it. See, it's just a banana story. Um, <laughs> trying to think if there's anything else that really like. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a crap ton of moments I'm forgetting yeah. or missing, but like that those is, are the ones. Uh, oh, the shootout scene in the Matrix uh, uh, when they show up in the elevator and the two of them walking into that building. That entire oh. sequence, man. 
Are you talking about when they walk through the metal detectors? Yeah, the metal detectors and all that. You're just like, holy shit. It was just brilliant. I thought you were talking about the final one where they're jumping at each other because you were kind of used to it, but you hadn't seen gunfire like that before. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was a that was a badass scene. Right? That Avengers assemble, man. That the the portals coming through when you put you knew it was coming. Yeah. That's what makes it so good. You know they're not dead. Right. Right. For all the people that are like, oh, my God, what happened? And you're like, look, and they, they killed off franchises for one movie. Not going to happen. Uh, they'll find. Oh, well, it's a comic book. No one dies. <laughs> so like he's like, well, just <clears throat> no. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. That they took out Guardians of the Galaxy. They took out Black Panther. They yeah. took, I mean, it's just like Spider-Man. Black Panther just did a billion dollars. Do we really think in any fucking world Disney's going to be like, we're good. We're good. I took care of that thing, guys. I took care of that thing. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Well, look, if that made it into the final and somehow the heads of the, the studio oh. were oblivious to it, everybody yeah. else would be fired. They would be yeah, fired, too. True. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, um, all right. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Thank you very much to uh, Mr. Fred Castillo. Yeah, Fred, um, fantastic. All right. All right, go for it. This one is from uh, Ellis or Emi. Emi. Howdy, John and Matt. I'm the infamous offspring Menchaca. Oh, Ellis Menchaca. There he is. Yeah, I can smell your stink from here. <laughs> Talk about boats that smell like shit. I've dug their sound and general vibe for years, and nothing, not even the continual verbal bashing I get from one of my favorite podcasts is going to change that. Knowing this, I'm wondering if there are any bands from the last decade you would recommend that would fit my particular taste insert no taste joke here. If they're older than the last decade, I've probably heard of them, but I just don't keep up with much new music. Why do you think we do? If it helps some of my favorite of uh, some of my other favorite acts are, if it helps some of my other favorite acts are Foo Fighters, Eminem, Johnny Cash, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Second question. If you could mm-hmm. only, ever, if you could only ever again, either watch future movies that are yet to be released or movies that have already been released what do you pick? I appreciate that you guys, quote, come out swinging each week and that you haven't gone away during the pandemic. These are all in quotation marks. I'm not sure why. Maybe these are uh, offspring yeah. songs. Take care. And Matt, you will always be pretty fly for a white guy. There you go. Ellis Menchaca. <laughs> oh, he has his cell phone, his fax, and his office number. And a little quote at the bottom here, Matt. Helping Texas families affordably meet their insurance needs since 2005. There you go. Beautiful. We should call him at work and heckle him. Oh my God, we should so fucking call that word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? Captain Ellis Menchaca. Actually, can you just tell him the offspring suck? Yeah. What? <laughs> Ellis, we're getting strange calls. Not that, you know, sending emails and faxes, just a Xerox of both of our axes. Yeah. The offspring written across our buttholes. <laughs> just. Not doing that, but I think I like the idea. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, you could do an, you could use an ass double and just. Find no, that's fair. I'm gonna get an ass double. Then, yeah. then you got to search that out. So that's a that's its true. own little problem. It takes a long time. Like yeah, here I'm for me, gonna, having that ass do- double yeah. up in the air. I'm, I'm just gonna cut it. my balls and do it. Just <laughs> literal sack up and do it. Oh, there it is. Suck it, Minchaka. Um, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, do, uh, any bands from the last ten years for you, man? Um. The last ten, Royal Blood, but I brought them up before. Okay, Strokes' new album is good. Um, Queens of the Stone Age, but he's probably Queens has a lot of good albums outside of their first one, Songs for the Deaf, okay. um, like Clockwork, Era Vulgaris, and Villains. All three good albums. Okay, okay. Um, 
TV on the radio, but I think they're yeah. older than 10 years. But okay. um, Deer Science, Return to Cookie Mountain, and Something with Lights, Nine Lights or something. Those are three good albums. Okay, okay. Uh, the Arctic Monkeys, first album I liked a lot. And then I think it was their third album, second or third album I liked a lot. Okay. Um, early Black Keys, but that's before 10 years ago. Okay. Strokes. Strokes are good. I like um, the Strokes. Pixies, that's before 10 years. Ooh, that's way before 10 years. Yeah. It is. Uh, look, man, I'm, I'm pulling the no, rock tours. I'm not trying to bash it. I'm just saying... <laughs> Uh, the um, tours. The Raconteurs are good. Okay. I like the Raconteurs. I've heard of them. Um, early Muse. Okay. Okay. Uh, showbiz, Absolution, and Origin of Symmetry. Okay. Um, I like That's those tough. three early albums. I don't know. What do you got? I mean, I, I'll have to condone the Black Keys. I do enjoy the Black Keys. See, I'm looking here to see if there's anything. Yeah. Some people like the Vampire Weekend. I uh, all right. go back and forth with them. Um, I like the 1975. I like that kind of British pop uh, or British okay. uh, kind of rock pop that I enjoy. Oh, Black Keys, if you haven't listened to Thick Freakness, that's Ooh. one of the early albums that I love. I can think okay. of that one off the top of my head. But There you go. Uh, let's see. Um, the Mars Volta, but they're older than 10 years. Okay. Mars Volta's good. Yeah. It's kind of crazy seeing how many bands uh, that I know of. Bon Iver, a lot of people like Bon Iver. Yeah, but that's nowhere near his taste. Yeah, no, okay, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. All right, all right. Um, well, man, interesting. Interesting. I'm looking at the Rolling Stone Top 100, and I'm trying to jog my memory about I mean, some look, of these. If you like any rap or hip-hop, uh, no. Kendrick Lamar. Absolutely. Run the Jewels. I like Action Bronson. I'm still throwing Action Bronson rarely puts stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His early uh, yeah. stuff is really good. I wish he would still put out albums, but I like Action Bronson. Some people uh, like... Pauly. Okay, okay. Uh, the Roots Phrenology is a great album. Yes, The Roots. Um, Shout out to Malik B, the late great Malik B. Yeah, but anything else from the last 10 years, I'm not sure. Like, I like certain songs from guys, but I haven't listened to whole albums. Yeah, it's amazing so, as I look at this 100, top 100 of Rolling Stone, how many of them are like older acts like Paul McCartney and uh, Leonard Cohen and uh, U2 like on this top 100 list. It's kind of crazy. I didn't think they would make a top 100 list to include the older acts, you know. Where are they? Oh, some in the top 50, others in the bottom 50. It's just okay, any in the top 25? Uh, good question. Top forty. Um, what top about Saint Vincent? Oh, no, Saint Vincent probably ain't his style. Paul, no. Like Paul McCartney is number sixty-two. That's crazy to me. With that album of his, it's uh, all right. It's just not great. I mean, I think yeah, country, I think, I think that's a legacy pick. Him, yeah, Leonard Cohen, U two. It's like a you right. got to put them on because they are what they are, and they're still putting out music. Yeah, good point. I mean, U two's made Paul McCartney and Cohen has been a huge influence. So like all three of them are. Springsteen's in the top forty. Yeah, exactly. But Drake. do you know anybody that listens to that? Yeah, no, I don't know anybody. And I'm of that age where I should listen to that, but I don't. David Bowie is number five with Black Star. Hmm. Okay. I haven't listened to it. LCD Sound System is number 10. Eh. Kanye West is 12, 13, actually, with Yeezus. I like Kanye. Not uh, I know he's a crazy person, but I like Kanye. Arcade Fire. He yeah. might like them, but they might be they might be a little too hipsterish. <laughs> 
Radio well, I mean, he liked a lot of bread and butter, rock and roll, and then the shit of Offspring. So Offspring is shit, man. Yeah, it is. It's bad. It, it, is is Offspring keep them separated? Is that Offspring yeah. as well? Oh, my yeah. God. And if you know that song, you know about ninety percent of their catalog. I'm not joking. <laughs> That's in essence, they just keep redoing the same fucking song. So if you don't buy into it, then you <laughs> literally do not buy into it. Yeah. All right, there we go. All right, let's, let's move on for us to the second question. Uh, so if you can only ever, again, either watch future movies that have yet to be released or movies that have already been released, what do you pick? So at, from this point forward, do you ever just watch future movies and never see the old ones? Or do you stop here, uh, your movie watching for the rest of your life and just watch the old ones over and over again or discover the old ones that you've never watched before? <sighs> it's a tough question, man. It is a tough question. Yeah. Because you, you don't have to answer it if you don't want well, to. Well, our decision. Average life expectancy, I have another 25 to 30 years of movies. True, true. But it does include stuff that was made before my time as well. Mm. You know what I mean? So you have, so are the next 30 some odd years for me going to trump all the previous? No. Yeah, you don't think so, huh? It's a lot of, you know, so yeah. many years of good movies. I'd have to agree with you, Matt. We're not making classics like we used to. Like the yeah. frequency or the volume, I think, that we used to. I think we're really? still making I, classic films. I just don't think we're at the volume. Um, well, I think there was also a shift in volume from the 60s and 70s once the ratings changed and we could go out with more adult stuff. Perhaps there was just a floodgate of pent-up ideas and scripts. Yeah, so maybe. they had so much to choose from over that first decade because it does start to wean or wane a little bit off the top of my head, I'm guessing. I think I'm speculatively saying this because I can't really back it up with any example right now. But right. to me, like it's the the heart of the 70s is where they really churned out, 72 to 77, so yeah. you know, shit like there. Um, I mean, you could, you could argue some of the 90s independent film movement stuff could be classics. Yeah. But I just don't – but epics are rare. Like 1917's an epic. It's fantastic. And Braveheart. It's a, it's a classic. It's a yeah. classic. Yeah. Well, I mean, over the recent couple of years, so 1917, yeah. uh, Jojo Rabbit for me, that's now, I love you that. You think movie. that's a classic? Okay. To me, it is. Okay. I yeah. will watch it again and again and again. Like, maybe okay. not the frequency of others, but uh, yeah. There Will Be Blood. That's a classic. Absolutely. Uh, but then No Country, the same year. Yeah, No Country. T- I think it just barely crosses the line of a classic. Like, it's that touchdown where the ball just barely crosses the plane. Not because it isn't an incredibly thought-provoking film but it's an it's a heist film it's an adventure film it's a chase film it's only it's only the tommy lee jones stuff that's yeah. masquerading as the classic part of it yeah okay i mean like, really i mean the, you know the pathos of the character I'm just okay, saying or the yeah, yeah, story yeah. that all right yeah like it ain't josh brolin that's making it a classic it's it's javier bardem what he's doing and tommy lee jones which is essentially you know two-thirds of the movie yes two-thirds of the movie but not that's, full it's pretty excellent yeah uh, I love and, the movie. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just think it's it's rewatchability is higher than There Will Be Blood, although qualitatively, I think There Will Be Blood is more of an art film. Yes, I agree. Yes, it's uh, like Parasite. Pa- people could argue Parasite is an instant classic. Yeah, but but then you could argue on the other side, like no, it's not because it's just a it's a another film about wealth, you know, about the difference in classes and what and the economy and things like that, but. There's a way they do this film that kind of elevates it beyond its normal cliche of 
wealth. You know, it's this yeah. biting, dark, satirical humor, and then combined with the pretty graphic ending that you're like, holy shit. You know? Yeah, but I mean, that happens with Oscar movies sometimes. You exactly. Know, Gr- exactly. Green Book, uh, yeah. The Shape of Water. Yeah, um, I I'll probably never see that again. Shape I don't think so at this point. I liked it coming out. Yeah, I did too. It made my top 10 list, I believe, that year, like, you know, but over time, it's just like, I don't think I'm going to go back and watch it again. Yeah. I, I won't go back to watch La La Land. Or, oh, no. and, and Moonlight is, Moonlight is, is, could be a, considered a classic by some people for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I'll need, I need to see it again. I've yeah, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, let's see. What others? Locker, I'm good. Yeah. I never need to see that again. Was that a leaf blower? Oh, sorry. No, it's my air conditioner. I turned it down. Oh. It's just keeping me. No, that's cool. fine. If it just needs to kick up to get it up to yeah, a specific yeah. temp, go ahead. It's just kick. It's just uh, killing me right now. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's another classic. I mean, some people could argue Wonder Woman. Some people might argue Wonder Woman because of that sure, World but War One stuff and whatever. But I don't know. I think if anybody has solid argument against the third act, which I can understand sure. what they're saying, right? So that to me would ding it from being. It's like somebody trying to tell me that uh, First Avenger is a classic. Be like, dude, I got yeah. so many problems with that personally. <laughs> Your idea of what it is is utterly independent of mine. So yes, true, very true. Enjoy, you know, your belief. I don't really give a shit. I, I don't feel the same way. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Brokeback Mountain is that a classic? Do you rewatch it? I, I'm sure it is for. No, but I think it, Zodiac could be a classic, dude. Yes, that to me is a. I watched. I've watched that in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I seem to watch that like every eighteen months or so. Yeah, there will be blood. Zodiac, definitely. Let's see. Any of the Pixar movies? No, in glory. I don't think any of the Tarantino films are classics. Is Inception a classic? No, not to me. Social Network, I think, is a classic. I think it could be considered. Yeah. The Master? What about The Master? To me, it is, but that's a specific. Most people don't hold that same opinion. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, But I I fucking love that movie. I think it's brilliant. Some people would argue Dunkirk. I do not. No. As we discussed for racist reasons last week. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's uh, good. I think it's a good attempt at answering that question. Donnie Brasco, I think, is a classic, okay. but that's a 90s. Okay. It is a 90s for sure. Uh, all right, Ellis Menchaca. Keep helping those people down in Texas with their insurance, my man. Um, uh, thank right. you, sir. Moving on to the next one. Yeah. This oh, is yeah. from Colson Kuliopoulos. Oh, nice. I like it. Says, hey, Matt and John, hope you guys are doing well. I had an interesting conversation with my friend the other day, and I thought it would I would run it by the two of you. Okay. In your opinion, what is the most recent film to progress the art of filming, the art of filmmaking in any meaningful way? Oh, what a perfect question, my man. Yeah. yeah. I think we can all agree that like Citizen Kane, Rashomon, Breathless, The Godfather, Star Wars, and so on, further the medium in some way, either narratively or technically. But what films in the last 30 years or so would you put on this level? Ultimately, we landed on 1995's Toy Story, the most recent film that fits this criteria. Thank you for taking my question. Looking forward to Top 10 Jeopardy. Uh, I sent this right before it started. Yeah, it's called uh, The Golden Ticket. The Golden Ticket. Yeah. Um, I would not put put Toy Story in that conversation, but... I respect really? that they want to do that. Nah, I would. Fully computer generated? Yeah, it's cool. And it was successful? Like, that that pushes the art of filmmaking. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. Um, it just doesn't strike me in that same way, I guess. But 
Um, I totally respect that people do. Yeah. And I'm sure there are animation people listening to us going, Roka, you're fucking insane. I get it. I get it. I mean, you could say on that level, pretty much anything Cameron has done after a certain point, like look at Abyss mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Avatar, mm-hmm. like he's pushing the boundaries of what is possible to do and pull off. I don't know if they're always successful, but he is pushing filmmaking. Yeah. I would throw Pulp Fiction in that conversation, not because of the overall quality of the film, which is good and a lot of people love, but the kind of the um, nonlinear storytelling, which we've seen before in flashbacks. But the way he does it, forcing you to mentally create the timeline in your head as you're watching the movie, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty incredible what he was able to do there. And what how many three or four films came after Pulp Fiction trying to imitate uh, that same kind of uh, vibe and narrative. Uh, so I would say it's pretty influential in that way. Uh, good. Yeah. No qualms there. Yeah. What about 1917? We just talked about it, but that yeah. single shot and the way they orchestrated all those scenes and the sets, mm-hmm. the lighting, cameras floating in and out and having to do these big, huge, long takes. Yep. Yep. I would put 1917 in that conversation. Absolutely. Um, and by that merit, then Birdman. Oh, yeah, no. sure, sure. Let's I'll go see. back and watch Birdman. Another, I mean, look, Good Dinosaur is a terrible movie. However, it is the first, uh, it was like the first film that was completely computer generated or something. There was something in, there was something unique about The Good Dinosaur. I never saw it because I heard it was shit. It is a terrible movie, man. Um, um, no, first is, I mean, first fully computer, I believe, is Toy Story. The first uh, one CGI element ever was from an Indiana Jones, like young Indiana Jones series where this knight jumps out of stained glass. I know that. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Was it the first, like the Lion King where it's meant to look like? So it's the first. Uh, it says here, uh, raises the bar for natural, the natural world, making the natural world look realistic in animation. Okay. Cause I remember I went to, yeah, it's a, it's a 3d computer animated comedy, uh, adventure from, I remember going to the, whatever you call it, the junket for the, for in and out for the Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. And they were showing us, uh, things from good dinosaur and how much they had to, take out all the old computers and bring in completely new computers to do the rendering for the natural world in the movie to -hmm. make it seem photorealistic. That's it. Photorealism. It's the first film that's completely photorealistic from beginning to end. And so that's, that's the moniker there. And I think it's incredible, an incredibly visual, damn it. It's visually an incredible film uh, in the way it's presented the film itself, not as good Mm -hmm. story, the narrative, what have you, but the film, the way it looks, you're just like, wow, you know, it's insane because animation has just grown by leaps and bounds. I remember when getting yeah. hair right was a big deal or ocean waves was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the good dinosaur got the entire like forests and leaves and grass and all that. So realistic. That's the thing that's uh, fantastic. So, yeah. Did you ever see uh, the sound of thunder? Uh, what is that one? I don't think I have. Um, that's his. Wow. Shit. What's his name? The dude from Boston who kind of had a shot but didn't think Ben Affleck, but not Ben Affleck. Paul Hauser? Of. No, no, no. Not in the same posse like a few years before. Okay. Uh, like, Is it and, called The Sound of Thunder? The Sound of Thunder. It's a movie? It's him, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. they, they got 
a certain, I think it's based on a Philip K. Dick novel and it's about going oh, back in time. Ed yeah. They go, Ed Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the Afflecky Baldwin type of the late nineties right. version of that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but they, they got it to a certain point, the CGI and they never finished it. Oh, and they released it, so it's it's super oh, wow. rough. The the movie as a whole is unsuccessful; like it's not right. as riveting. But there is something there. You could make a good movie out of it, wow. uh, out of that idea, and uh, even come close to replicating. But it's like a they take tourists in essence. You have to pay a lot uh-huh. of money, take a couple people at a time, travel back in time to a very specific moment in time. Yeah. Where they know this dinosaur is going to die anyway, so they take this these tourists, and the tourists get to fire a blaster because it won't make any difference. Huh. And then one time they go back, and it f- they fuck up for the first time, and wow. the ripple effect—that's the sound of thunder. Just the it keeps progressing, keeps hammering them. Is like there's an interesting premise in there. Wow. Uh, okay. But the, okay. the movie is mediocre. But the effects are like they didn't come close. It's like wow. worse than Scorpion King. Oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that is pretty. I've bad. only seen the bad CGI in that. I've never sat down to watch it. Right. The mummy fell off a cliff for me, and I wasn't. You know, I totally respect that. Yeah, when that came out, I was like, no. Plus, it was what Rock's first acting role, and wrestlers yeah. at that time, by and large, never made the jump to legitimate movies. Nope, not to legitimate movies. No, you're right yeah. about that. Man. Jesse I mean, Ventura. I mean, uh, Roddy had They Live, but Andre, it wasn't like Roddy yeah. went on to 20 films. You know? Exactly. Yeah. They have one-offs here and there. Andre the Giant, Princess Bride. Yeah, right, 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 right. It's like George. Yeah, never mind. I don't want to say that. Yeah, Murison or? Yeah, I don't want to say that's not true. It's terrible. He was terrible in that movie. Uh, anyway, all right, we're at uh, 29 minutes, man. You want to wrap it? Yeah, let's call it there. All right. Well, uh, thanks to everybody who sent in your questions. Really appreciate you all sending in the questions and like text testing our knowledge, testing our how yeah, deep we can go in to answer them. I like this. Yeah, we had a, a robust discussion about mm. music and movies, all thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10. And once again, you can find that email address to participate in the show at the $5 tier and up. Join us over there. We got all kinds of different shit for you guys. That's yep. what we do. We pack in the goodies each month for a uh, low, low prices that's right low low prices you get all kinds of entertainment from us and let us know how much was that did you ever do a sales job yeah i hated it first first five years of my employment was Uh going from sales job to sales job to sales job and everyone's like you're so good at it you're because you're so nice and personable and all i felt was guilty math that i knew what i was selling was shit and that it was going to break down and it was going to like i hated it man Hated it. And I swore after the fifth year, I was like, I'm never going to do this again. And I don't care what else I have to do. I'm not going to do this again. Hate it. For you. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a moral thing, right? You're like, I know I'm selling you this crappy shit and it's going to break down inside at some point, but you got to take this annual uh, uh, (laughs) tape deck is just the top of the line. You know, just like terrible, man. I hated it. Why? Um, Oh, it was, it it just got me thinking that. Doing the bad sales pitch. I've had one truly awful sales job. Oh, yeah. And I did it for nine days. And then I just told him, I was like, I'm not coming in again. <laughs> well, it was, I, I moved and I spent all the money on the move and getting yeah. an apartment and whatever else. I was like, I got to find work ASAP. And it was right. showed up and you're walking, you go to these business parks and you go office to office carrying a satchel of shit. And you just try and sell to secretaries and whatever else. Yeah. You sell like this is what, in essence, it costs the company. This is what they need to clear. And anything in excess of that is what you clear. 
Wow. So, yeah, and I did it for nine days. I was okay at it, but right. I was like, I can't. It's soul-sucking to walk into every one of these offices. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Like, do you want to buy this five pack of uh, NFL greatest hits VHSs? And VHSs are dying as an industry. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond knockoff soap packet thing. I did that for like two days. Dude, Oof. that's like nine days. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I could get me out of here. I can't do yeah. it. I did a telemarketing job for two days once. And I was like, this is awful. I don't know how you people are doing it. Uh, uh, right on. <laughs> yeah. Good for you if you can. If you can oh, yeah. up the day in, day out, I couldn't do it. No judgment. Yeah, if you can I would, do it, look, much love to you. I worked at other I worked at a car wash in a Midwestern summer when it's a hundred percent humidity for yeah. three months because I needed a summer job. I, I managed to make it through that. I just didn't want to do door to door sales. Yeah. Can't do that. Totally get it, man. Totally get it. Trust me, I totally get it. Um, all right. Well, anyway, that, that was our uh, topic, Thunder. Thank you all so much for listening to it or watching it. And thank you all so much for uh, being a patron of the Top Ten Show. And, hey, if you're hesitating about it, look look at this. We'll, we'll answer any question that you ask. We try. We get to every question eventually down the road. We answer every single one that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it's not a wasted effort for you to come aboard and send your stuff in uh, to have us answer it. Join the patron as well. So thank you all so much uh, for that. Any final words, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Uh, take care of yourselves, everybody. Follow Matt at Matt Nost. Follow me at The Roca Says, and we'll talk to you next time on for another episode of Topic Thunder.